Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there is so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there. And you're tired of the wellness fads, endless diets, and impossible standards that make you feel like nothing you do is ever enough. You're ready to tune into your mind and body and feel empowered around health. We're the Healing Trio, here to help you redesign your relationships with food, fitness, and yourself. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. I'm Maria, licensed mental health therapist. And I'm Tara, personal trainer. Together, we're changing the narrative on health away from diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity and towards healthful self-care. So grab your water bottle, get ready to laugh, learn, and grow. And and let's let's start rebranding your wellness journey. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. I'm Tara, and I'm here with Elizabeth and Maria. And believe it or not, the holidays are upon us. Oh. <laughs> like, I can't believe I mean, it's yay. now. <laughs> so we thought it would be fun to kind of talk about some mindset shifts surrounding the holidays and just kind of see where it takes us. That's a good point. For you, it was like a yay, and for me, it was like, yeah. <laughs> so it's different for everyone. That's yeah. a good point. So it's important to know what it is for you. You listener that thinking holidays are coming. Is it like, yay, or is it like, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So different for everyone. So, yes, what are... For me, it's like cautiously like, yay. <laughs> yay? <laughs> yay. I think Yay. For me, it sounds like a lot of stuff I need to do. Like Same. in my brain, it's like, oh. Okay. Like I'm definitely excited, but also there's a lot to accomplish is what I feel like. Yeah. It shouldn't be. Okay. So when I was thinking about this episode, I was thinking about, all right, what are some, you know, from my perspective, and you guys will have your mm-hmm. own perspective also, but food-wise and body-wise, mm-hmm. body image-wise, what are some common things that might pop up for people at the holidays that feel like a hurdle? And how can we share something for our listeners around those things that may be helpful? Mm-hmm. So when you guys think of sort of things that might crop up for folks around the holidays related so there's two things that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. Um, and one of them is how I look in front of family that I haven't seen in a while. Have I gained a few pounds or mm-hmm. lost a few pounds? You know, and that whole navigating that whole slide. Yeah. And also food policing what I'm putting on my plate at holiday meals. Yeah. Those are definitely common hurdles that I chat my through with my clients at the holidays. So... Yeah, so what thoughts do we want to share on that? Well, I'm thinking, what about the comments from people, from family members? Are you going to put all that on your plate? Are you going to put that little on your mm-hmm. plate? You're mm-hmm. not going to try my blah, blah, blah tray? You're, or, or Is that your second serving? Like, yeah. How, it, it would be interesting to notice how much conversation around this happens. Yeah, that is, a, that is such a great point. Just like sit back at your holiday <laughs> table and notice like d- does that kind of talk happen or does it not? Mm-hmm. And if it does, I think you're probably in the majority of people, frankly, because it's so common, that sort of talk. But I always think like name it tame it, reframe it, right? Mm-hmm. So if that is happening, I personally believe just once you notice it, right, and your attention has been risen to like, hey, this is happening and it's not necessarily a cool thing, can you name it? Oh, that's 
the food police talking, right? Like someone is food policing my plate mm-hmm. or, oh, that's like, that's like a body shaming comment that someone is making to me. So name it. Can you tame it by kind of reminding yourself that that's actually totally inappropriate, right? Mm-hmm. No one has the right to, or no one should be able to food or body shame you and if they are, it's far more a reflection of their relationship with food and their body right. than it is of anything to do with you. And then can you reframe it? So a couple of reframes for that specifically are like my plate, my, and you, you can literally say this in your head or out loud, <laughs> depending on, you know, who and where and what, what the circumstances are, but my plate, my business, your plate, your business. And, and, or that person is food policing me. And like, I don't, I don't have to listen to them, right? I am the only person that knows what my body needs and what Mm -hmm. sounds good to me. We did a whole episode on this last year, right? Around the holidays about how to respond to, like, food police and things during that season, right? I know we've touched on it before. I I don't recall if it was a whole episode or not, to be perfectly honest. And I want to be clear, not that we're suggesting that you spend your holidays having a a verbal argument with family members, but it is important to notice... And maybe later on, if you want to bring it up, even yeah. weeks later. Yeah. But when you notice, you also then choose what your brain is going to store and what not, right? Because yes. when we're not aware, we maybe listen to it, and then a few days later, it comes back in our brains, and we start questioning ourselves. Here is that listen to it as, okay, this person is part of mm-hmm. this diet culture that is expected mm-hmm. because yeah. we're all being victims of that. And maybe not take it personal, but maybe as an educational opportunity later on Mm -hmm. with these family members, especially if it's somebody that you see many, many times during the year, of how this affects you now that you are interested in not having this type of comments in your life. It's also a potential opportunity to set a boundary ahead of time. If you know, for example, I don't know, your mom um, food or body shames you every time you see her. You, you are allowed to set a boundary ahead of time and say, hey, don't say that to mm-hmm. me this year, right? Mm-hmm. If you feel comfortable. I feel like so many people aren't even aware of what diet culture is mm-hmm. yet. Um, you know, I commented on something the other day and people were like, what's diet culture? Mm-hmm. And for us, of course, that like work in this space, we're like, what? How can you not know what diet culture is? But it's a great opportunity to kind of teach people like, hey, this is actually harmful. Um, and it's not a very pleasant way to live your life involved in diet culture. Um, and it's a good time to share one of our old episodes, like, are you the poster child for diet culture? <laughs> for example. <laughs> <laughs> or even if you, if that person wants to live their life in the world of diet culture, please know that your comments hurt me. Yes. I yes. don't accept them. And yes. that I would really appreciate you not direct them to me. Because yeah. yep. everyone has the right to live their life however they want to, but you also have the right to know where your limits and your boundaries are, even with the things that people say right. around you, right? Yep. Right, 100%. What are other common sort of mindset things, that potential hurdles that you guys think people may encounter? Yeah, please. My hand is up. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, one that comes to mind is... During the holidays, you go to stores, even if it's the supermarket, and it's over and over the same Christmas songs. <laughs> and, for example, like, it's the most wonderful <laughs> time of the year. What if it's not 
For you. Do you want the microphone? Yes. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time oh God, of Madonna? the year. Yes. Okay, that joke is because of an episode we recorded, so just listen to all of them, and when you listen to something about me singing like Madonna, then this will make you will, sense. You will be in on the <laughs> <Yes>. jokes. Um, <laughs> but I think there's a high expectations or expectations or ideas around how your emotions should be around the holidays. Yeah, such a good point. And what a big pressure if you are not having a good time, if you're missing uh, people, if you are going through a loss or a reminder of a loss, if you actually are not able to spend time with your family, if you, whatever reason it is, mm-hmm. it, I don't know, it's just sometimes it's, it's, a, it's an awareness call for me to know that it's a good time actually to check on some people yeah. yes. and their emotions because they're Christmas trees and you see the cars going with their Christmas tree on top and, you know, kids waiting for their gifts or, and but it's not a happy time for everyone, and that is okay. Yes. It is okay to be sad and angry and frustrated and happy and uh, excited and bored and any emotion around the holidays. Happiness is not just the only one invited to mm-hmm. the party. Yeah, right? yeah. That's the quote of the day. Happiness is not the only one invited to the party. No. I'm thinking of that movie. What's the movie about the emotions, the kids' movie and the crayons or the... Uh, um, I don't know. My kid's too young for this, probably. No, I know exactly Mariana's. what you're talking uh, about. Is it called oh, Up? No. No. Um, but the house that goes up in the air? No. no All right, well, Google it. Somebody, somebody write in and tell us because we can't think of the movie. <laughs> I but, know exactly what um, it's going to come to me. You know, Maria, along the lines of what you were saying, you know, we're supposed to be happy at the holidays, right? The most wonderful time of the year. Um, you know, moms are like the ones that make the magic. Most of the time. Most much, of the much time. Much of the time, shall right? we say. A lot of the times, it's moms that make the magic. So then as moms, I feel like a lot of us feel this pressure to be like, okay, we got to have like this, you know, epic like Christmas tree decorating night. And we got to have our cookie making day. And we got to like do the elf on the shelf or, like that elf on the shelf. Can I say something about the elf on the shelf, Sure, but do we need a trigger warning in case someone has a child with them? Yes, trigger warning. We're going to talk about it up on the show. <laughs> okay. And by the way, the movie is called Inside Out. Oh, yes. yes. Thank you. Okay. So um, that's something that is, I didn't grow up with an elf on the show. I don't I know. Didn't no, none of us did. It was, oh, it's it was kind newer of new. Mm-hmm. Okay. My kids did, and my oldest daughter is 21. And it, it was around when she was a small really? child. But okay. like, that's when it was first introduced. So again, no judgment, really. This is just my own point of view. Who invented that? Like, how much pressure is that to... I forget even to put the milk in my refrigerator and then I leave it out. Imagine if I'm going to remember how to uh, work to hide yes, I this elf from yeah. becoming like, creative. The kids loved it. It was fun and cute, but so much pressure. And I will say when... So it's you know it started... It's a book, right? Do okay. you know this? I did not know that. There's a story, and the story is about the elf, and it came with an elf, and that's how the tradition oh. started. And the story said, you know, it's been many years, but, you know, part of the story is, like, if you touch it, it 
will lose its magic. It won't fly to the North Pole that night or whatever. And But when my kids were tiny, you had the pressure of hiding the elf on the shelf, but like that was sort of it. And frankly, for me, that was enough pressure because I always forgot. And I was always so grateful that they wrote that thing in there about if you touch it, it, it will lose its magic because then then the, the kids, <laughs> it's terrible, but then the kids would all start arguing, you must have been the one that took it. <laughs> and like, he didn't fly last night, and it's your fault. And, and I'm over here like, oh, thank God that there's like a, a reason he didn't fly, right? Yeah, you, you did it. Um, <laughs> um, no, but where I'm actually going with this story is that now that there's social media, which there wasn't 21 years ago, People like these yes. elaborate things with the. It's not with just remembering the marshmallows. It. It's setting you up have to set up a whole scene. Yes. I don't need that in my life. Oh, that so. I, that gives me anxiety just like yeah. hearing and seeing mm-hmm. it because I felt enough pressure just hiding that things. Hey there, it's Elizabeth. I'm going through my clients' weekly check-in forms and I literally cannot stop smiling to myself. I love seeing when they say that they are eating foods they haven't allowed themselves to eat in years, that they're enjoying it guilt-free, when they tell me how much more in control they feel of their eating, of their food choices, that they're connecting and respecting their hunger and fullness cues, or in the words of one of them, that they're just having so much more fun feeling normal around food, especially knowing that they have these tools as we head into the holiday season. If you would also like to channel that feel-good eating energy, avoid a regret-fueled January food hangover that sends you rushing for the nearest diet, and rack up easy and simple self-care wins between now and New Year's, I invite you to check out my new email program. It's called Intuitive Eating Through the Holidays, and I will send you a very simple, very fast daily tip via email from Thanksgiving straight through to Christmas to help you eat intuitively, sidestep toxic diet culture, and feel connected to your body, along with some other really cool bonuses and goodies in this program. It's just $67. You can sign up now at the link in the show notes or visit elizabethharrisnutrition.com forward slash feel good holiday eating. And there's a dash in between each of those last words. So elizabethharrisnutrition.com slash feel dash good dash holiday dash eating. I really hope to see you there and cannot wait to help you feel fab about food and yourself this holiday season. Okay, so talking about these things. Yes, we've come, digressed a little, but no, not but really. It's, no, it's about it's still all those about pressures. The pressure. yes. It's about the, the elf on the shelf. It's about how you decorate your tree. It's how you decorate your house if it's the prettiest in the neighborhood. It's mm-hmm. a, we fall into this pressure sometimes without really noticing that we yeah. are. Yeah, because it just so is the culture. It's just what we do. Hello, yes. diet culture. Yeah. <laughs> it's the comparison, yes. not yeah. only on our on how our bodies look, is a comparison on how we're doing it yeah. as a family is a comparison of oh, maybe the travel is another yeah. um, pressure all these yeah. people that go on really nice travels which i think is great but then you some people might start questioning yeah. but here we are we're going to spend it at mm-hmm. home which is as per- as great as travel right or did we get our family christmas pictures taken no. yes. you know the the that's another the american card, tradition yes. the card the i card. never need the card either and, and also my, the card is now just a picture with somebody's name written on it yeah nobody writes like a 
My husband always message. is like, we're the only ones in the neighborhood that don't have a Christmas card. And I'm like, and I am so proud of that. Because <laughs> yeah. I, why do I want to share? Again, no, you do your Christmas card. We do what do yeah. you do you. Yeah. I do but, like getting them. I like seeing everyone's picture, but it, but I, like I, some, but I also feel pressured to like have a good card. Yeah, I, I, I don't put that pressure in my yeah. life. No, we don't take a whole. I mean, yeah. we do take holiday picture, but it's for me, for my kids yeah. when they grow yeah, up yeah, and yeah. see it in an album. But well, so the takeaway there, I think, is sort of recognize the pressures that are out there, and you yes. don't have to subscribe to them all. You, you yeah, can, you, you can, can choose. You can unsubscribe from the yes. greeting card or the yeah. elf or diet culture or. Whatever the yeah. having the perfect trip or and pick. unsubscribing, it's okay. I'm being yeah. the only one who doesn't um, send a card or the only one who doesn't do the elf on the shelf. That is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Tara, you were. It, I also wanted to say what popped in my mind when you were saying, well, a lot of the times moms are the ones kind mm-hmm. of doing the the outside share of the work around the holidays. Who's, who's going to care for mom, mm-hmm. right? And I think yeah. the answer is you got to care for yourself there, mm-hmm. or you're allowed to care for yourself through the holidays, right? Yeah. Like you have permission to not only not subscribe to all the pressure, but you can choose not to do things so that you can, you're allowed to be your own priority too at the holidays. Yeah. You hey, matter question. Too. Do you guys ever buy gifts for yourselves? During the holidays? Oh, I'm a, like, no. one for them, no. two for me kind of shopper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must confess, I, I, I do. Love this. I, not on purpose, but when I'm, I don't go into stores very often because I don't love shopping. So when I am in stores shopping, I'm like, oh, I look like that. And, oh, that looks, and then I, I do get home. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I bought three gifts and six for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I usually don't, but I shop mostly online. And also, I'm trying to be, like, financially conscious these days. Mm-hmm. So, do no. You? I do, even if it's a little thing that I put on my own stocking. Yeah. Oh, And so then Christmas or holiday comes, and I go to the stocking, and it's like, hey, this is from me to me. My kids don't know. My yeah. kids think it's like somebody else uh-huh. left it there, right? But for me, it's like... Yeah, my oh, head I love like, that. Look what I bought myself. I actually love this because my mom has always done like a killer job of making Christmas awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, my dad died, and basically it was like nothing changed because she would put stuff in her own stocking because yeah. nobody else was. You yeah. know, right. so once he died, because we kind of felt like it was his job to do mom's mm-hmm. stuff. You know, we would buy her presents and stuff. We didn't, like, fill her stocking or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then once my dad died, I know that me and Chris felt like, oh, my God, like, we need to, like, make this good for her. And to be honest, she's never had better stockings mm-hmm. <laughs> than she's had since, you know, he's been gone because I've kind of taken it over yeah. because I felt like there would be, you know, a sadness there if I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, like, how yucky to have everybody opening up all their presents and you with empty stocking. Yeah. You know? And here's another thought. It is okay that each year things look different. Yes. That you learn to go through these events your own way as you mature and evolve emotionally or mentally or things change around you. It is okay to do it that way because sometimes we have like a pattern of how things Mm -hmm. should look like because you grew up 
with the holidays looking like this or these certain things happening. And then as you grow older or things change around you, that changes and sometimes that can bring some mourning to it, but mm -hmm. maybe not. Maybe it's just that you find new ways of yeah. spending this time that works for you at mm -hmm. that moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Can we talk about holiday food mindset for mm -hmm. a minute? Yeah. Mm -hmm. One thing I see that's really, really common, and I guess there's two points that I want to make on this, is, you know, people who care about their food, nutrition, health, and they want to put energy around it even during the holidays. Um, but there can be a lot of anxiety about holiday parties and the buffets mm -hmm. and like it's a very food heavy time of the season. There's lots of sweets around and it can cause people a lot, a lot of anxiety. And, and it's really common for people to explain to me like, well, I have a pattern of, you know, the first part of the year I diet. Right. And then I kind of lose track maybe in the middle and then summer comes and I get back on it. And then I lose track over the holidays and then January comes and um, and one if you relate, if you're out there listening and you relate to that pattern, I would say two things. Like one, permission, like maybe it's, you don't have to go kind of your full esteem ever during the holidays worrying about your nutrition, right? Like you can pay attention a little bit or a lot of it or not at all, like whatever feels right for you. Mm -hmm. But also know that if you're someone who just is sitting there thinking, but I feel really out of control around food at the holidays. My invitation to you would be to check your mindset. Are you telling yourself that you're going to go on a diet in January or that you're going to cut back in January or that you'll cut out sweets or do whatever? Like, do you have a restrictive mindset thinking around January? And if you do, know that that's probably going to make it very, very difficult for you to feel in control around food over the holidays because we talk a lot about restriction uh, in many of our episodes and that pendulum between restricting and overeating. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is that mental restriction is just as powerful. So there's two kinds of restriction. There's the, I'm literally not going to bake holiday cookies this year and I'm going to avoid them at all costs and never eat them. That's like actual, actual. Don't put me down for that. Yeah, me neither. Actual <laughs> physical restriction, right? Using the cookies as an example. But then there's also the, well, I'll just eat all the cookies now because I'm going to, I'm going to cut them out in January. Mm -hmm. And that is mental restriction. Mm -hmm. And they both are, have the effect of you're pulling that pendulum back and will end up triggering probably rebound overeating. Mm -hmm, so just totally. um, know that if you want to feel more in control, consider not committing to a diet in January and committing instead to just eating as mindfully as you can throughout mm -hmm. the season while enjoying all the foods. Love it. Mm -hmm. And it's I would awful. hate to miss out on all the holiday food. Oh, I you know. know. Wouldn't that be so sad? Like, dieting during the holidays sounds terrible. Yeah, I mean, but dieting I, all the time sounds terrible. Yeah, but. Right. yeah, but I think I see people fall into two camps. When I'm, There's the people who really try to be super restricted through the holidays to the point where they end up not enjoying them. And then there's the people who, who feel like they don't know how to navigate that at all, so they'll just completely give up and worry about it in January. Yep. Um, and, I see that a lot in the gym. And stressful. Mm-hmm. Time is a big one that people struggle with during the holidays, um, like time to fit in their normal exercise routines or whatever. So starting like 
right around Thanksgiving, I see attendance at the gym dramatically drop off because all of a sudden we're really busy with all these like Christmas parties and we got to take the kids to go sit on Santa's lap and we need to make cookies and this event and it's just super, super busy time. So, and it's really stressful. So when people don't have things to do, they just go home and veg which I'm a big fan of. Mm -hmm. But also, if you can stay in your routine of fitness, that will help eliminate some of the stressors from holiday season. And then in January, it's not this thing like, oh, I've got to get back. It's like, oh, I just still am. Yeah, or maybe like watch out for some all or nothing thinking around the holidays, right? Like I'm either not doing it at all or I'm going to stick to my usual exercise routine. Well, maybe Mm -hmm. that becomes less practical during the holidays, but there's still a way for you to get in other kinds of movement. Yeah. um, One of my favorites is like walking around your neighborhood looking at Christmas lights with your family. Oh, yeah, I love that. Like that counts as exercise, guys, even though it's fun and festive. Mm -hmm. It still counts. Yeah. Great point. Picking up on that thread of not dieting in January, Maria, you have something you want to share about January. Well, the the the, the famous New Year's resolution. Mm. How many times do we hear that? And people ask, "Where are your New Year New Year's resolutions?" And I am a firm believer that that is doesn't work. Um, it usually lasts for a little bit, and I love to replace the word resolution with intention. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to think about is the beginning of the year, and I have the intention to do this or that, or um, that's different than resolutions. Feels like something that you have to accomplish. And what happens if, like most of the people, those resolutions don't get accomplished, and then guilt comes or pressure that I should have done better. So we're already starting the year in a way, setting ourselves up for failure um, with things that is like, I'm going to exercise three times a week. Well, maybe not. So I intend to increase the amount of exercise probably is way more attainable and in a healthier way than say, I'm going to exercise three times a week. And then the week, three weeks come that you don't yeah practice mm-hmm. any movement and then here comes the constant cycles of guilt yeah that sometimes we go over through the year um because of this famous new year new year's resolution actually what if you don't have any resolutions hey maria what are your new year's resolutions zero none i'm gonna keep on keep I'm on i'm gonna keep on going and listen to my needs as they come and since they change no i have no resolutions except to listen to myself and do what's good for me and giving me some grace and bring it on peace out i don't know love it so i actually love goal setting i don't love calling it new year's resolutions because you're right it does set you up for failure like oh i'm gonna exercise three times a week but what about that week i had strep yeah you know Mm -hmm. like that's just Mm -hmm. not ideal but I like to kind of check in i have a little list in my phone of things that i wanted to accomplish for like the year and it's like, oh, I've done that, I've done that. Oh, that was not good. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of divide mine into, like, personal and professional. You would get along so well with my husband. My husband is so into goal setting. He has different <laughs> categories. He, yeah. I kid you not, he spends a lot, like, weeks working on his goals for each year. And then he laminates it. Ooh, and I love it. it. In our shower. <laughs> and he looks at it all the time. And it, it works for him. He loves it, which I was going to say you know, you don't love it, you like goal setting. I think it, as anything, it depends on the intention behind mm-hmm. the choice and your relationship with the goals, right? Like, 
I think it depends on how of if it's causing distress or not. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it that's where I was with, going yes. with that. Like if you yeah. meet it and you're gonna celebrate yourself, and when you don't meet it, you're like, okay, I'm gonna try yes. that again next year, and that's the end of it. Then yes. that's fine. That's and how healthy, I am, right? Yeah. If you go into a shame spiral, then right. then that's not so helpful. So it reminds me of our episode about the four Ds. Mm. These mm-hmm. applies as well. Yeah. If your goal setting, or even if you want to call it resolutions, is not causing distress and is not affecting your day-to-day life in a negative way, bring it on, call it whatever you want. The question here is, if something is causing more stress than usual and is pushing you in a way that is not towards success, but, you know, bringing more stuff on your plate, maybe that's a no. Yeah, the intention and the impact on you. Yes, yes. Always on you, not yeah. on anybody else. Even if your neighbor has twenty resolutions, or your husband has that yeah. thing even in the shower, even. I will be showering and le- looking at that. I'm like, no, 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 for me, not for that. Like, good for I'm you. I'm like, oh, how many of these have you met yet? Yeah, probably. You know what? Did you accomplish it? does meet a lot of them and he uses it also as like a check-in like he'll he will check in with it and be like oh okay like I need to put more energy on that at this time of year because I haven't done it yet yeah I don't know whatever it, it seems to work for him I love but it I just find it funny I'm like really do I have to look at that in the shower but, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's color-coded and high like I'm telling you he takes it seriously Oh, there you go. I think this is great. That totally appeals to my, like... Hashtag goal goals. (laughs) Totally. I'll find out where he gets them laminated for you. But you see, all this to say... appreciate it. That is different for everyone. Give me the template. (laughs) Okay. There is one. We lost them. Brian, where are you? You listeners, stay with me. Let them two have their own talk in the back. Stay with me and please listen to this. Whatever it is for you, the holidays, honor it. What make it the best for you, whether you're happy, sad, they keep look, okay. This is my own podcast. Thank you everyone for you listening. Lost control of the zoo. We lost control. Tara's laughing so hard that I'm having trouble keeping a straight face. Thank you so much for listening. These two need a brief intervention. And I hope that you have the holidays the best that it is for you and that you find a way to make it work for you. And remember, no matter what you choose, if it's good for you, it is okay. See you next time. Thank you for listening. If you want to connect with me outside of this podcast, you can find me on Instagram at coaching underscore therapist. I'm Elizabeth. You can find me at Elizabeth Harris Nutrition or in my Facebook group, Health and Healing with Intuitive Eating. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Tara DeLeon Fitness. Guys, if you loved this episode or any of our other episodes, we would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps us get the non-diet word out to the rest of the world. So please leave us a review. Yes, thank you.